finally found the most generic live show. This is the Generic Live Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday! Oh boy, we have not heard that intro in two weeks and it's been two weeks too long and there's only two more shows in the year. <laughs> How are we going to cope without doing the show over the holidays? Thanks everyone for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Daryl Campbell here with you. Uh, and we're doing it again. Sorry about not being here for the last two weeks. Uh, we uh, had technical difficulties the last two weeks. Um, two weeks ago, uh, I <laughs> suffered from exhaustion. Uh, I literally could not move. <laughs> so we didn't do a show. Otherwise, I would have. Actually, I could have done the show from from my bed. Excuse me. Wow. What was that? Uh, there you go. Enjoy that for whatever that was. But we, we, I could have done the show from my bed, but no one wants to see me in bed. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know what that phrase is. That's not a phrase anyone says. Uh, but last week we literally did a... And thankfully, uh, we do do a pre-show uh, half an hour before the show goes live at twitch.tv slash geekio show. Uh, we did a... We did a 10 minute pre-show and then we went to play a game uh, for the pre-show like a web-based game and everything crashed and melted and I got blue screamed of death death twice so we got blue screened of death twice generic live show under the covers edition not between the sheets under the covers under the covers no! No. M-Beam? No. Abort mission. But I will propose it, because Valentine's Day is a thing, right? <laughs> Valentine's Day special. <laughs> Under the covers edition. No! <laughs> We're definitely not doing a buzz buzz feed quiz from from Under the Covers. <laughs> uh, no, oh yeah, M-Beam, you, you, meant, you meant like building like a, a fort of a sheet of a fort of sheets and pillows like like children do and doing it from underneath that right <laughs> a fort of sheets is that what they're doing anyway that's that's a whole logistical thing that no one wants to talk about it's it's hard to get a webcam under there uh, anyway <laughs> I'm Dale Campbell this is the Direct Live Show thanks for joining us uh, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way uh, at the top of the show uh, uh, we've got our holiday schedule so. Uh, we've got this week, the, t- uh, the 10th. Uh, we've got next week, the 17th, which will be recorded an hour earlier. So show will be kicking off an hour earlier than what it normally does with very special guest Maddie Benedetti. It'll be our last live show of 2017. It'll be so good to, be, to have Maddie on the show, and it was wonderful that Maddie said yes to coming on to the final show uh, of 2017. Uh, for that... Uh, uh, but then we're going to be taking the rest of the holidays off. But never, never fear. There are going to be some pre-recorded uh, stuff on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash generic live show. As well as the podcast feed. And we might do some video on demand stuff for these as well. Uh, but So keep your eyes peeled on the on the Twitters uh, for that. Uh, we might we may air stuff on uh, video on demand. But we're taking, we're taking the time off for some... For some personal time over the holidays, but we've got some pre-recorded uh, shows lined up for you. Uh, Christmas Eve, we're going to be having the Great Burger Debate of 2017 uh, with Kieran the Mad King Bruton as a very special guest on that one. We're going to be taking fast food burgers. We're going to be judging them uh, via debate. The burgers actually talk, which is great. Uh, we did this last year; it went off without a hitch, so we're doing it again. But we're going to be doing it as a Christmas special. Uh, then we got the greatest hits of 2017, the best bits of the Generic Live Show for 2017 on New Year's Eve. So that's going to be fun. Uh, on, then we're going to be back on the 7th with the biggest stories of 2017 with CJ Boat. <laughs> Generic Pillow Talk Live. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> pillow Talk. Uh, actually, ooh. There's a... There's Sorry, sidebar. There's a, like, a Manchester-type store 
here, like a kind of a Bed Bath & Beyond style uh, thing here called Pillow Talk. There's an idea. Just saying. <laughs> Can we do that? Anyway, moving on. Uh, we'll be back on the 7th after that with a pre-recorded episode, the biggest story, news stories of 2017 with Geek.io's CJ Boat. Uh, CJ will be also joining us on the 14th with a 2018's prediction show. Make predictions for the upcoming year. The 21st of January will be taking off. We're having a week off uh, to recuperate from all of that editing and stuff for those uh, four pre-recorded episodes. But we'll be back live and loud and bigger than ever on the 28th of January. So we're going to be taking from the 12th, uh, sorry, the 17th of December to the 28th of January off live shows. But here's the exciting thing. We're going to be having a new, we're going to be moving time slots. We've got a new time slot. We're going to be now airing at Sundays uh, from 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. Sundays from 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that's when the pre-show kicks off. So doors open at uh, 5.30 for a 6 o'clock start. 6 to 8 will be our new generic live show uh, time with pre-show and post-show. Uh, so things will be start airing and that's about 8 30 a.m monday australian eastern standard time so there you go new time slot from the 28th of january from 5 30 eastern time for the pre-show uh, but all those details will be over on the facebook and i'll put them in the comment uh, in the description and all that fun stuff so you can so you can find them uh, more easily that's at facebook.com slash generic live show as well. So, oh man, man, oh man, it's been, it's been a hectic two weeks. Uh, can I say so myself? It's been a busy, busy two weeks. Uh, and not only for, uh, for, 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 for this show, but Australia, ladies and gentlemen, Australia has finally Australia has finally become the 26th country to legalize same-sex marriage. <laughs> finally Australia has finally legalized same-sex marriage. It's over a year and a half in the making. Uh, I wanted to do a wanted to do a special comment on this, but I thought I, I didn't have enough material ready in time. Uh, plus, also those things are heavily scripted, and I don't like scripts. As as people can tell from various local TV commercials, I don't like scripts. <laughs> so uh, we we finally have same-sex marriage. Here is the moment that it passed through Parliament for all of you to enjoy. That's probably going to play, play a commercial. Yes, it is. On an unexpected journey. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Mm, that sounds like a new promo for the Jack Lantern. On an unexpected journey. Maybe we could call that the episode. <laughs> we, don't, we don't title the episodes, but if we titled it, it'd be that. Uh, here is that. Third moment. rating a bill for Nactamend, the law relating to the death rating. Third reading a bill for an act amend the law relating to the definition of marriage and protect religious freedoms and for related purposes. I never believed the day would come when my relationship would be judged by my country to be as meaningful and valued as any other. So there's only one thing left to do. Ryan Patrick Bowles will remain.
you know, this has been a long time coming. It really has. And I, I just, I, it's been so long. I, I just, I can't believe that this is finally happened. And it's just, finally, this is, this is going to be no longer a conversation. This is no longer going to be an argument of who's better and, and, and that's, and the likes of that sort of story. But it's going to be more of a conversation of thank, thank gosh, you know, it, it's finally real. It feels, uh, to me personally, it feels way too surreal to actually finally see, to have the inception of a a binding plebiscite where people were were for not forced but well they well they had to go vote on a, a a compulsory plebiscite that was proposed back in late August of 2016 to then have that go to the Senate and to have that get rejected by the Senate and to have that taken to the High Court and to have kind of no hope after that because the government was wanted to get the opinion of the people, apparently, because that's what they promised at the election, although there's been opinion polls since, like, 1996, saying, you know, arguing a case for same-sex marriage in Australia. So, But we still, we still needed the views of the people. We still, we still needed the views of the people. But now, we, then we then in twenty seventeen we had the the passing of the actual uh, bill, if that makes sense, like the actual announcement of a a bill that was potentially going to be put forward to the Australian people, which later became the third reading of the Act and protecting religious freedoms, which we'll get into in a minute, here, to then a non-compulsory postal survey being proposed to the, uh, to the Australian people, which then would be run by... would then be run by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, which, quick flashback on ourselves would be the underpinning people for one of the biggest tech disasters of 2016 to then think that having 14 million people log on to a web website at the same time would actually... So I'm glad they'd stuck to postage, BT dubs. And to have that then get pushed to the High Court again and to have that get amended and passed through the High Court and then actually have the survey and the yes-no campaigns battle it out, which we could spend all day talking about that, which don't tempt me. It, it is mighty tempting <laughs> to just talk about the yes-no campaigns and their vicious cycle once the postal survey was actually out there. But it's just, and to have that return as a 61% yes vote and to have that returned and to then have this through a mere two weeks later, I, it's just surreal to me that it's finally, this journey has finally come to an end, if that makes sense. It's, it's finally come to a, a positive end. It's a fairy tale. This is legitimately the definition of a fairy tale. It's a long-winded and unnecessary fairy tale, and I'm going to hate to see my tax bill when it comes in next year. Yeah, shouldn't say that out loud. I pay taxes. That's that's the moral of the story. And all this was all told with everything uh, included was $316 million of Australian taxpayers' money spent into this. So there's also that to consider as well, is the cost on Australian public uh, as well, you know, to kind of compensate for... for this 
elongated journey that didn't really need to be elongated, if that makes sense. So. Uh, but. Man, I could not be more ecstatic to tell you how good it feels that I personally, Dale Murray Campbell, can marry whoever I like in Australia, in this this mighty fine country, and not be publicly scrutinised for it. For the most part, there are there are religious freedoms in this act, and we'll get into more de- details later on about those. And uh, because, of course, we will. But I wanna, I just wanted to take this first little bit and kind of say, man, this this journey is just what an adventure it's been. You know, what an adventure. Uh, so. The Governor Journal, uh, Sir Peter Cogsgrave signed off the Marriage Amendment Redefinition and Religious Freedoms Bill of 2017. The legal definition of the Marriage Act 1961 has been changed from a union between a man and a woman is to a union of two people. Uh, many other changes uh, act as the Sex Discrimination Act, Family Law Act, Migration Act, and Australian Defence Force Act in order to remain consistent with this definition, but this is a major change. So, the changes will come into effect Saturday, December 9th, with the first weddings being able to be performed on January 9th. So, here's what... uh, Here's what the... uh, Here's what the kind of... What will be read out at weddings? So here's what needs to be read out at weddings instead. So celebrants would normally note that marriage, according to the law in Australia, is a union between a man and woman uh, to the exclusion of all others, voluntary enter to life. So this will now read, marriage in accordance to the law in Australia is a union of two people to the exclusion of all others, voluntary entered into for life. Uh, couples, couples will now... Uh, say spouse instead of husband and wife naturally was was you know that it doesn't make sense to say husband and wife now so if a church or religious organization doesn't want to conduct a same-sex marriage it doesn't have to but there you go if it doesn't uh rent its community hall or other facilities for a wedding to provide goods or services so if a church doesn't want to serve you don't have to serve you and this is going to cause havoc you know this is the next thing on people's radars right this this is this is the next thing on their radar is to uh, is to cause havoc uh, on people's radar about uh, about this uh, so uh, tomorrow, couples who are married overseas will have their unions recognised under Australia law. Uh, what about those bakers? People ask. The law won't allow taxi drivers, florists, bakers, or photographers in general to refuse to drive a person's wedding reception, provide flowers, or prepare cake. Uh, so it won't allow people. Uh, this is uh, consistent with existing anti discrimination laws. Uh, which do not allow refusal of service. Ah, there you go. So that makes sense, but people will still try. You, you, you know, you know this that the people will, will still try to have uh, to refuse service, and and that'll that'll cause outreach. I mean, the churches are exempt, but there you go. Uh, probation against incest expanded. The Marriage Act will also be changed to prohibit a relationship between a brother and sister. We'll now say between two siblings instead, because it, that that makes more sense uh, as well. Uh, things could still change. The same-sex bill has passed the Senate and the House of Representatives, largely unchanged, partly out of respect to the Australian people's wishes expressed in the postal survey. Everyone yes vote. Blah blah blah. 
The bill introduced by uh, Liberal Senator dun, 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 despite broad arguments, some politicians were not happy about the protections of religious freedoms. So that is still being debated. But that is that's the only part that's being debated is that. But to to wrap this segment up, and we'll be talking about this in the next hour as well. Again, I just I can't believe that this is uh, this is now uh, just become a thing now. So I and I'm I'm so happy it has, and it's gonna be. It's and now we can we can talk about uh, something less interesting like tax reform, or fixing our roads. How about that? That's a novel concept, right? Fixing our roads. Now that we've looked after the gays, let's fix our roads. Anyway, uh, as we continue here on the Genetic Live Show for a Sunday, well, we're going to be re- coming back to our one of our favourite new bits on the show, a new segment uh, that we launched last time, but and we loved it so much, we're bringing it back. Uh, it's another instalment of Same As You Remember, Same As It Ever Was. We'll be coming up next on the Genetic Live Show as we continue... It's Dale Campbell here with you. Thanks for joining us. It's Hats get in our time traveling machine uh, and go back in time to relive a particular moment in time. It is called Same as You Remember, Same as It Ever Was. It is the December 1963 edition of of this. Now, all right, so I want to try something real quick. Uh, How about that? There you go. Uh, we're gonna put on our now radio voice and blast everyone's ears out. How about that? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, whoa. No, we're not doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the same as it ever was. Oh, I can turn off that now. <laughs> I just realized we were going. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's the same as it ever was. December 1963, December 2nd. First Dutch rocket launched. It reached the height of 10 kilometers. ML Rules Committee bans oversized catcher mitts. Effective 1965. December 2nd, 1964, NFL draft. Dave Parks from Texas. Tech first pick by San Francisco 49ers. December 4th, 19... On December 4th, Aldo Moro forms Italian government. He was in power from 1963 to 1968. In December 6th, the Beatles began the tradition of releasing a Christmas record for fans. December 7th, Instant Replay was used for the first time in an Army-Navy game. December 8th, Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped, but never fear. December 12th, Frank Sinatra Jr. was returned after being kidnapped. And December 12th, Kenya, formerly British East Africa, declares independence from the UK. December 13th, 1963, Capitol Records signs first right of refusal agreement with the Beatles. December 20th, 
1963, Berlin Wall opens for the first time to West Berlinians. December 22nd, official 30-day mourning period for J.F. Kennedy ends. On December 23rd, fire uh, on Greek ship. Listener, 128 people unfortunately lost their lives on that day. On Christmas Day in December of 1963, Walt Disney's The Sword in the Stone is released. In December 26th, 1963, the Beatles release I Wanna Hold Your Hand, and I saw her standing there in the United States. And December 28th, Marley Haggard, first appearance on the country charts with Sing a Sad Song. Remember him? He was a cracker. And remember this show, Let's Make a Deal, where it debuted on December 30th, 1963. Congress... Authorized Kennedy half dollar on December 30th and on December 31st. Dear Abby show premieres on CBS Radio and it ran for 11 years. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another episode of Same as it ever was. It's the same as you remember. Hope you enjoy this program for this and more. Tune in to the generic live show. Don't have anything queued up here. I guess I can queue something up, but that would take effort. Uh, how about this? I know it's not anything at all, but I really like Duck Step. How about Duck Step? I. There you go. How about that? Uh, there you go. There's your quick trip to 1963 in our new favourite segments. New favourite segment. Same as you remember. Same as it ever was. December 1963 edition. As we continue here on the Jack Live Show for a Sunday. Well, Galaxy phones are upgrading and, well, they have an interesting way of Fetching all of your passwords. We'll tell you what it is as we continue here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. It's 10.30. Waking you up or putting you to sleep. This is the Generic Live Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. Whether you're listening to us live on twitch.tv slash geek.io show. Uh, feel free to give us a follow on there, by the way. We've got some uh, awesome stuff uh, coming up uh, here. We, we always... Always have some fun stuff coming uh, your way on the twitch.tv slash geekio show account. Follows are free, every little bit helps. Uh, or if you like us and want to get content all the time, give us a sub, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, every, li- every little bit helps though, there you go. Here's the pitch on that. Uh, or if you're listening to us on the archive, youtube.com slash generic live show. Hey, there's your plugs in for the night. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention. Uh, Bing got the email out earlier, so there you go, that's always a plus. Alright, speaking of Bing getting out your email earlier, not really, that's not right. Why would Bing give out your email? That's a really weird thing. So, uh, iPhone has, has a new feature where it's Face ID though, but 
that's that's the future of Apple, right? They're they're going to be sticking with the Face ID thing for for a while. That's that's. that's how about no? <laughs> How about no? No, you should not sing on my podcast. No. So, Apple has Face ID as the future of the thing. Future of their phones. But Samsung has their own idea of what they should be doing for Face ID and stuff. The jury is still out whether it's plan of palm reading can predict your future, but it may help you remember your lost passwords. A recently spotted Samsung patent application proposes the use of a palm scanning as a method of identifying on Samsung phones. I'll hear this out, but I have a point a little bit later on that's gonna... that might be a little troubling. And I don't know if anyone's going to bring it, if, any, if someone brings it up in the chat, what I'm thinking might be a little bit of a problem with this. There you go. Uh, if we're not sailing over cliffs, that'd be great. Uh, sorry, I had to bring it up for video listeners. <laughs> uh, so, the example given of the pattern shows a person taking a picture of their hand to retrieve their forgotten password. Uh, I'm not, no, I'm, there you go, there's my hand. So I've got a hand. I've got a hand on the console all the time, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's like this. I got I got, I got two hands on the console at all times. But instead of the password just popping up on the screen, the phone hides the letters in a distinct pattern to your hand. The incomplete characters should give the user enough of a hint to guess the password without making the answer too obvious. So. It'll be, it'll it'll give you hints of what each part of your hand looks like, and it'll give you those characters, and you will be able to tell your password from that. If this palm scanning method ever makes its way on future Galaxy phones, it would join the long list of biometric identification techniques. Apparently, Samsung phones like the Galaxy S8 and Note 8 already have fingerprint scanning. We'll get back to that in a second. And the recognition, facial recognition of PIN, based off password, even though palm scanning pattern would be the intents of forgotten passwords, there's always a possibility it would be adopted for other purposes like unlocking a phone or authenticating Samsung Pay. Now, they brought this up in this article, but I want to mention this because it's a very good point. My iPhone here, my uh, my traveling captain, and even has my name on it, which I got from Disney this last year. Uh, wanna? Oh, hang on, is my something something swanky going on with my camera? Apparently, but I wanna. I met, I mentioned that. So my handy my handy phone, it's it, it's it's good. It's great. It's the best, it's the best phone, it's, it's the greatest, it's the greatest phone ever. <laughs> it's not my impression of anyone at all. What are you talking about? Uh, my, my impression of that particular person is this. There you go, that's my impression of that person. So, but anyway, it's, it's great. One problem. If I get a drop of sweat, and I'm a sweaty dude, I'm not, there's no, there's no denying that at all, I'm a very sweaty dude, it will not recognize my thumbprint, and I understand that that is a touch thing as well, but, um, and that's a touch thing, and that's a that's a continuous pattern recognition thing. But again, if I get a single drop on my finger, it'll it'll poo itself. <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll take a poo. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I just that's that's the point I wanted to mention there. Is the fact that it won't it, if it doesn't 
but I suppose with with the palm thing, it'd be less about touching and more like taking a photo of your palm, which doesn't necessarily change all that often. Well, it doesn't change at all because you've got it for life. But I, I had a I had a problem with my right pointer finger, which I don't know if it'll come up on this newfangled camera or not. Uh, but if you meet me in real life, you'll notice that I've got a little bit, it won't come up, but I've got a little bit of a bump on my right pointer finger uh, from a, from an accident a while ago, and which is never, it, it, my finger's fine, I have full feeling in my finger now, but my fingerprint from my right pointer finger has changed slightly because of the healing process of the the injury that I've sustained in that accident. So it'd be interesting to see, I don't know, if someone broke their hand, how that would how that would affect. I mean you couldn't use your hand definitely for for that, but I just feel like it's we haven't I don't know why we're getting into this new space when we haven't really I don't know, we haven't really mastered the previous one, if that makes sense. And sorry, I'm playing around with, <laughs> I'm playing around with presets as as we go. Uh, but but you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep going here. Uh, in uh, bringing facial recognition to the iPhone X, Apple took away the fingerprint scanning. That's right. They didn't they didn't include facial recognition. They took away fingerprint scanning. Uh, it's main method of identification for years. So this brings up two schools of thought, according to the CNET article. Samsung's approach is to explore uh, many methods of authentication. Uh, Authentication, there, take three. Authentication as possible, close enough. Versus Apple's focus on one method as secure as possible. But would you, which would you rather to have for the next Samsung phone? I think, I don't know, Palm. Palm password retrieval is a good idea, but it's it's the same school of thought that people brought up with the with the iPhone as well. What if someone took it when you're sleeping? And uh, but except for Santa Claus, because he knows when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. But apart from that, what if Santa Claus took your phone? No. Uh, what if someone picked up your phone and tried to take a photo? of your palm while you were sleeping. That's what security would you have to, like what security measures would you then take to prevent that from happening? I don't know. I don't, I <laughs> listen to Dale talking about technology. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of which, Alexa and Echo, and now that I've set off a whole bunch of people's machines unintentionally on the podcast, go me. <laughs> everyone, everyone, hate me in the uh, in the chat right now because I've set off your Alexa and your Echo, and your and your Hey Siri's, and your oh, this is Hey 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 Siri. I've activated you. Yes, Siri, you. Yes, Siri, you. I'm talking to you, Siri, right now. <laughs> it's the most passive-aggressive Siri ever. Amazon just dropped an unpeth Alexa skull. Oh, I just realized what I... <laughs> I keep saying the name. Uh, they've released a, a Destiny 2 skull for the Amazon machine. <laughs> that will remain unnamed. <laughs> Uh, already in tens of thousands, uh, the digital assistant tricks uh, span shopping news, smart home controls, pop trivia. Wow, hang on. Does Siri do that? Hey Siri. Uh, ask me a trivia question. I'm not sure I understand. Ask me a trivia. I'm not sure I understand. Of course you don't. Tell me a random fact. Ooh, so there you go. That's that's also fun. Uh, Kindle pastimes and now video games. Oh, 
the the Amazon family of goods of smart speakers, clearly recent addition to India and Japan, still missing in some spots. Uh, now their global expansion is picking up speed. Uh, the, as the digital helper is officially heading down under, Amazon announced that uh, their devices will be hitting Australia and New Zealand in early 2018. Uh, the uh, <laughs> will be part of the launch, says Sydney Morning Herald, although uh, Amazon is keeping mum about precise timing. What? Keeping mum? about precise timing and the Echo devices plans to be released. We've reached out for the company for more details, but they haven't, uh, haven't answered that up according to Endgadget. Uh, Amazon is also uh, buddying up with Kiwi and Aussie services uh, for local skills. The new crop were mostly made up of news and media outlets, according to The Australian. Among them, Sky News Australia, Fox Sports, Qantas, in flights. News service for some reason. I don't know why you would include that, but yeah, here we go, Mario. Coastal Watch, Air New Zealand, TV and Z, News Talk, ZB, and New Zealand uh, Herald. Uh, by the way, just want to give a quick mention. Uh, Amazon's now in Australia. The full Amazon is out in Australia. You can now go to. Uh, Amazon.com.au and it will take you to something that is just not the Kindle. So that's exciting for everyone. Actually, that's really exciting. I have, I haven't tried it yet. I really want to try it, but I don't, I don't have a current purpose to use Amazon.com. I probably will in the new year. Uh, they, they have some stuff up there at the moment. They have like, they have uh, like. Bulk pap pack of bulk pap. They have bulk pap, <laughs> whatever bulk pap is. They have bulk pack of like diapers and stuff at a special that I don't need that sort of stuff. So I don't not my thing. Uh, they do. I think they have Amazon Music as a part of it. Hey Dale, do your research next time. But the but the uh, Amazon Assistant uh, is coming to to Australia and New Zealand. Which I don't know if that's timed because of uh, Amazon.com's launch in Australia. Uh, because they want to put more products in Australia. So they're going to uh, announce their personal assistant to come here as well. So there you go. And they're, and they're again, they're slowly... And people are... I, I read a, a hit piece... Not a hit piece, but, a, but a, an interesting piece saying that uh, Amazon is too expensive and I mean, come on. A, we're a really big country and it takes a lot to get stuff from one side of the country to another. Shipping especially is really expensive for pretty much everything, so that's not a big surprise. But apart from that, like, I don't understand why people are up in arms. Like, I, I saw some of them the some of the stuff and it didn't look too far out of place, if that makes sense. So there you go. As we continue here on the Jack Live Show for a Sunday, well uh, uh, there are some places in the world where you just kinda have to go why would you name that particular thing that? Hmm. Things have bizarre names, much like myself, Dale Campbell. It's a bizarre name. But we've got some really weird and wacky names for some places. We'll tell you all about it as we continue here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're on twitch.tv slash show, youtube.com slash show for the archives. Especially to be here as per always. It's 10.49. <laughs>
8 out of 10 fictional doctors say that you should start your day the generic live show way. This is the generic live show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. Either listening to us live or on your hard drive. It's a pleasure as always to be here. Now, do you live in an embarrassing street name? Uh, you may do, but they're, they're hilarious. But they come with some consequences. You wouldn't want... Some people argue that you wouldn't want to be on Wank Road or Fanny Street. <laughs> Houses with quote-unquote embarrassing names are worth considerably less than those that do. Uh, if you're looking for an affordable home, eh, you may pick these ones. High school students, wow, yeah, this is research and a half out of ten. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. High school students do amazing work. Conducted the research with guidance from school head of science, Adam Cole. There you go, that's better. The students identified 27 streets in Victoria with silly names, including Butt Street, Wink Road, and Fanny Street. <laughs> we looked at them on Google Maps and found two adjacent streets with relatively normal names. Dr. Cole told ABC's radio's John Fain. Working with Bureau of Statistics, the University of Sydney and Melbourne real estate agent, the girls analysed house sale prices on the streets over the past 47 years. They found property names in streets with silly names were about 20% lower than properties in normal named road. The As the report notes, that amounts to 140000 saving on the medium Melbourne price home. The girls surveyed 323 adults with their attitudes towards silly names. One third surveyed said that they would not be happy to live in the street like Beavis Street, Willie's Avenues, or Grogan Court. <laughs> I just snorted. Alright, you know what? I, these get me every time. Uh, I might put the follow-up to this article in the show notes. Uh, if nothing else, to just It'd be a fun thing to do in the post show, is to go through this full list. There's, there's some, there's some, there's some classy, there's some classy outtakes here for for some of this, some of this stuff. Uh, meanwhile, back to this, back to this survey. Doctor Cole said it was likely the supply demand uh, equation for these properties. On these streets, we think that there's more of a proposition of people that would be not comfortable with living in these streets, so they don't compete for those properties as it would drive prices down, he says. This is probably to do with the proportion of people being embarrassed by the addresses when they have to give it out. I would, I would, I, I would personally, I, I, I would give out an address if I lived on Butt Street, just saying. <laughs> For Butt Street! That would be hilarious. Sorry for whoever lives in Four Butt Street, but I'm, I'm stealing your address. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow. I'm not stealing your address. I just want your address. Four Butt Street. Hashtag for Butt Street. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so getting fired. All right. The silly name effect is more prevalent in capital cities than in regional areas, Dr. Cole said, which is probably an increase for more supply than there's more choice in Melbourne. Price discrepancy is also greater in lower-priced properties, more than expensive ones. A long-term research project. The term behind the study analyzed more than 4,500 property sales, totaling more than 1.5 billion to reach their findings. The research was conducted by members of the SH, uh, SHC Bursbury Club, which students elect to join to pursue their long-term service of uh, service. Uh, long-term service of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, STEM projects. Uh, is that what STEM... Hang on, is that what STEM stands for? I I never knew that until just now. Is that what... Uh, stop. Stop everything. Is that what STEM means? Like, if you go to high school and join a STEM class and you're in the same STEM class, is that what that means? 
People getting elected to go into the same class. Huh, okay. I did not, I honestly, I, this is not a thing that I'm doing right now. I actually did not know this. Huh. We don't talk about science, we don't talk about coding. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about science, we don't talk about coding, geography, anything like that, Dr. Cole says. We just have a project to do and we get it done along the way the girls will be learning. But one of the comments in this news article, and yes, I still read comments for some bizarre reason. I wonder, <laughs> this is what it says. I wonder what the value of the house on Mick, uh, on Streety McStreet Face Street will be worth. That's a long, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's one right beside, uh, right beside Closey, uh, McClose, Close. Straighty McStreet Face. <laughs> place. You gotta have place in there twice. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have the place in there twice. Uh, that's what this comes. Which would explain why the properties are more of the Shire of Crookburn. <laughs> There you go. There, that's uh, not that not MVP. MVP is this comment, which would, which is that could explain why properties are more for in the Shire of uh, of uh, Wiener Heat, <laughs> which was my wrestling name in high school. All right, so hey, generic live show. It's cancelled. No, generic live show uh, continues after this break as we continue here on the generic live show for a Sunday. Good news, everyone! Literally, the next hour is filled. It's half good, half bad. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's mostly good. Mostly good. Uh, Australia has become the 26th country to legalize same-sex marriage. We'll tell you all about it as we continue here on the Drink Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. Twitch.tv slash Coming up on our break right about now. Check it out now. Right, show brother. Wait, what is that lyric? Right, right about now. Uh, Dale Campbell here with you. It's 11 o'clock. 